You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy and finally start making progress toward your dreams, goals, and desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig Lyman, and today let's work on Project You. Hey guys, welcome to Project You. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you, to share this space with you. I want to always remind you that I am full of gratitude. I am full of thanksgiving and appreciation for every single one of you. The subscribers and the downloads on Project You has been rising by the day and the feedback is absolutely phenomenal and I, I, I give all credit to you guys. I give all credit to rising up and, and putting putting the shield on of bravery and courage every single day to show up and not only just show up, but be an action-based human on, on the things that we're grabbing onto, which is our tools and, and our understanding of, of what's going on deep down within. And this becomes an everyday process, an everyday normal new habit that I'm enjoying and I know that you guys are as well. I want to I want to segue into uh, today's topic, which is uh, an experience that I had uh, last week at my half marathon in Huntington Beach, and it was by far one of the uh, most serene moments as as an athlete. And it was so different because I, I'm, an, I'm a Spartan athlete and I last, last year I trained for the USA bobsled team and so that was a style of training. And then prior to that I had been, and I still am, a very competitive 5K runner. So three miles there, um, super sprinter. And before that I was a bikini athlete and before that I ran half marathons and marathons. And then before that I was a double uh, sport collegiate athlete for volleyball and basketball and I can keep going backwards. However, the point is I've always been in motion and my best self is in motion. My most creative thoughts come from being in motion. My healing has been in motion. So I noticed that when I was in my darkest places and living in in the nightmare, um, my nightmare, I I was less in motion and I was more worried about uh, the concerns and and the worries deep down within and my inner critic. And my myself knew that if I stopped being in motion, I wouldn't be um uh, you know pushing through and pressing into the pressure of being my best self. So this kind of signifies everything that I felt going into this half marathon. A uh, little back backdrop story. Uh, my coach, which is Max McManus, is my fitness mentor. I actually worked with him um, since I was 14 years old. And uh, he's always provoked me and made things very very um exciting because he knows who he's speaking to and that's another thing in life like do you really know who you're speaking to and do you know how to speak to them do you, are you speaking their language and my my mentor speaks my language he all of his all of his people he really goes into a deeper psychology and understands that i need to use a method with every single person and it's not the same one so when he chats with me he he got me into the into the realm of this half marathon training coming from my sprint training and my Spartan training, which was completely different. So stepping foot into a uh, challenging 
uh, world, basically, and understanding that this was not going to be easy. And actually, I wasn't thrilled about it at all because I'm going to run 13.1 miles. And 13.1 miles is so much different than the beast uh, for Spartan, which is 13 miles. We we engage in 30 different obstacles along the way, so it's a run, stop, and um, do a, do a um, exercise or an obstacle. And then you go again, so there's no real pace on it um, that I was taking that note for in the Spartan race that I was having to take note for in the 13.1 half marathon. So what I did is when he asked me, I, I committed. It was a commitment right out the gate because I knew that this is something that was going to push me into the direction that I was seeking in my life, which was forward, which was being connected, which is strength and which is change. And, and all of these, my top three words for 2020 was in conjunction to this half marathon. And I needed to show up for myself. I needed to show myself that I can get through a really struggling time through walking myself forward and showing up and participating and giving my best to, to do and to be my best. So once I did that, I um, started showing up and, and doing the training that my coach was putting me through and our team through. And that meant taking time out and sacrificing time away from certain things that I would do on the weekends for my training. And, and really at the end of the day, what my longest run was 80 minutes you know, and so people like to put the excuses on the table right out of the gate, like, oh, I got this and I got this and I got this and but I want to do the half marathon or put put the words in your own mouth and in your head. You want to do the marathon, you want to start working out, you want to start eating well, you want to get a raise. Like whatever it is that the desire of your heart has, there has to be action behind it. And beyond that, there has to be commitment. So I committed to my coach. I wasn't very happy about it. I knew that it was going to be something great, but I also knew that it was going to be very challenging into getting everything done during the week as well. So whether that be following the regimen for the weekly lineup of the miles and then the end, you know, the end of the week, big long run with the team, that was something that I had to do. And I showed up and I made sure that I got every single workout done. And not only did I make sure that I was showing up, but I wanted to push myself and show show myself that I could be uh, a better runner and have, I could have a better outlook on running 13 miles when I don't necessarily love the thought of running 13 miles. Some people don't even like to run one mile. Uh, and I, I, I had to make this, this, this um, thought process a little bit different. So once I did that, um, I started to see my my mind change, and I started to see that this was um, going to be an exciting adventure because I was I was not only showing up, but I was engaging full force, and I was listening to my coach, and I was and I was really I was really provoked to do my best because he didn't do the same thing every time. It wasn't like okay, go run three miles. It had there was purpose behind it and there was intent behind it, which meant that there was detail behind it. And if all those things were combining, I knew that there was there was an outcome behind it, but I had to work for it. This was something that was 100% completely earned and it wasn't going to happen by me just saying that th that was going to happen. So, I I went through the whole thing and and, and race day came. We went down to Huntington Beach with the team, and it was 
it was invigorating because it's been 17 years since I've ran a half marathon. And that half marathon was at two hours and two minutes. And I, I, that was the best that I could do back then. I, I wasn't in the condition. I wasn't in the shape. I wasn't in the mindset of, of where I am today. And everything that I'm about to share with you expressed itself through energy. And I couldn't even control it. It was surreal. So when we get there, um, I then get shocked by the mass amount of people. I knew that there was going to be 20,000 people there, but I didn't know what that number looked like with my real eyes. And as an athlete, I get I get very, um, you know, Twitter pated with my butterflies in the stomach, which is my nerves. And I always know if I feel my nerves, I'm in the right spot. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And I have a game face on. Um, I know shortly after that, uh, I'll be in the zone. And the zone is where I feel serenity, where I feel peace. And I, I feel exactly where my feet are supposed to be. I, I'm grounded. And I started to feel all that. However, the, the excitement and, and the overwhelmingness of seeing what I was witnessing um, started to, started to um, just, I guess, provoke me to be the best runner that I could be. And I started to have reflection time right then and there, standing in the flood and, of people before, right before we were going to start on everything that I'd put my foot in and my effort into while training for this for 10 weeks, listening to the detail of my coach and, and be inspired by my teammates. I, 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 I then began to flood those thoughts and notice that we were slowly walking towards the progressive start line. And it wasn't like a normal race um, that I'm used to, which is way less people. I get into the front of the line and I am off like a sprinting deer. Um, and that wasn't, again, that wasn't the case. It was completely different. And I had to create space for patience um, and not allow my mind to just want to get out of the gate and start super fast, right? Because that's what that's what I'm used to doing is just starting super fast and getting out. And I, I realized that I, I needed to reward myself right then and there by all the effort that I put into this. And basically, those were all the seeds and the manifestations were, were before me right there. So I crossed, the, I crossed the start line and it was a very, very, very slow start. I was, I was like, oh, great. I've never started this slow. wonder how this is going to work out. And mind you, Coach had sent me and every one of his team um, members a progressive pace set for every single mile. So I knew that I was that I was down already out of the gate for the first mile and probably two miles because of there's so many people to pick up your pace and jumping around people and over sweatshirts and on top of a curb, down on the curb. It was, it was quite challenging. So long story short, uh, I get my momentum around mile two and I, I started to feel uh, safe. I started to feel good. I started to feel my nerves settle down into my feet and I started to blast off. I, I, very, I was very stubborn and sometimes in my training as well because I, I was going so fast. I start out super fast and he's like, Cam, you have 13 miles. If you start off fast and, and act like this is a 5K, you're gonna gas out and you need to stop being so stubborn. So putting those into thought um, as well and not being a stubborn runner and a stubborn athlete, I, I really put myself in check. And 
And once I did that, I, I started to then realize that my decisions for the shoes that I was wearing was the best decision out of the gate. Already at mile three and four, my knees had not been even like alarmed that they were hurting and my hips were not alarming that they were sore. Um, instead, I felt cushion and I felt security and I, fe- I felt stable. So I, I rejoiced and I, I, I thought great things about that decision and, and I felt the harmony of, of, of that choice. And usually I'm like in my Nike Air Maxes and I think they're super cute because they match everything. And at this point it wasn't about um, a, a fashion, it was about comfort. And it was about my stability and, and what I was standing on to get me to the end line at the fastest mark that I could. So once, um, once I did that, um, I then got this different th- this different jolt of energy because I felt safe and I felt really secure and I felt like I could pick up my pace and I did and I ran into my my teammate Voss Sarah Voss and she had been the girl that was uh, it was her and I and we were on the same pace set um, we pushed each other we we knew that we had the same style of running we knew we we were you know pushing each other and I really just wanted to catch her and I wanted to stay with her and and I knew also that there's a huge chance that she could pass me up and bulldoze through and it, it didn't matter but I was really uh, excited to to see our outcome together if that was a possibility and sure enough that girl was dynamite for me uh, she was an inspiration for me she gave a lot of uh, leadership out there and as as you're running through seas of people 500 people around you at all times going forward or to the side of you um, passing you um, Voss was the girl that was looking at her clock every second and I really wasn't looking at my clock at all I I was I noticed that she was pacing us and she had everything dialed and I was just I was doing my job on keeping keeping my pace keeping my eyes up I I have um, um, a bad ankle so I was looking for potholes I was looking for for things on the road um, just to make sure that I could I can stay safe and sure enough I I found that I didn't get um, see this pothole and my ankle rolled and I, I gave with it a little bit and I came back up and and uh, I felt it it wasn't a something that I got hurt from and really fell from but it it challenged me to keep going and 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 not lose that pace and I felt it to the point where I'm at mile eight and um, I'm kind of aching in my ankle but it wasn't so bad where it was holding me back it was it was the struggle was real but I didn't succumb to it and I didn't fall over with with the with the trip up at, earlier on in the race and so that was a lot of growth too because my ankle what my point is my ankle got stronger over the course of time and I I took care of myself through physical therapy at um with Dr. Uh, Sabrina Summers I I I made sure that I was wearing my ankle braces in the Spartan races and and because I hit that pothole I was able to come out of it way easy and just feel a little bit of it instead of the full-fledged ankle roll uh so we were running as hard as we could and we got to the turnaround and here we are with three more miles left and at mile 10 I see the stick man and the stick man has the the sign that says one hour 40 40 minutes and that 
that stick man was the highlight of one of part of my race because I knew that coach had put me at 139 for for my race end and I came from a 202 17 years ago and I caught the the stick man so I was energized to stay with him because I knew that if I was with him I was going to be at that 140 139 marker and I was going to make my goal and all that training was going to was going to come forth and 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 show me the outcome that I was that I was earning so long story short there we're we're on the three mile and I get this amazing uh, power energy and that was from within because at that time at mile 10 it was still super foggy the weather was beautiful and I look I'm looking up and I can see the sun peeking through the fog and then dipping back in and then the sun peeking through and then dipping back in and it did that three times and I actually caught um I had my phone in my hand and I actually got a picture of it because it was so profound at that very moment. And it symbolized so much of my life at that at, at that time. And that was, there's hope and there's light, even though that this is a challenge, this is a, one of the hardest things that you've done in a really long time, um, totally outside of your, your, your element and your athleticism. Um, you showed up and because of you showed up and you participated and you gave everything by sacrificing um, even those you know times during the week and on the weekend to get your runs in uh, the light kept peeking through have you ever started a running regimen only to find yourself lost and bored that's exactly why I've created the sprint ebook if the treadmill had you tired these proven sprint workouts will help you stay on target and in shape in 30 minutes or less did you know that sprints are the most effective workout for people looking to shed fat but maintain muscle? Head to ccfreno.com backslash sprint. Again, ccfreno.com backslash sprint and get your copy of the sprint ebook today. And I was running as hard as I could. So at this time I was at a 713 pace and going into mile 10. And I realized from a conversation that I had with my friend earlier, um, she's one of my golden girls, and we ask each other questions. Where it's not just like, how's your day? Um, and I hope you're doing well, and the surface talk. It's real talk. And we were talking about this race, because she, she had done this race a while ago, and she gave me a full explanation on what it felt like to be in the, in the race when she did it. How did she feel? What was the outcome? What did she What did she take for her symbols within the race? And is there um, is there growth? Was there growth? Did she shine? Did she feel the challenge? And and she explained it so beautifully at the time. And I told her, I'm like, I'm going to have an explanation for you after this race of what this felt like in conjunction to what's going on in life. So sure enough. I hit that sun and then she, the sun peeks through three times. And at that very moment, um, my, my power load of energy came from realizing that my intuition was sharing with me, you're running into your life. Instead of running away, okay, where some people have that analogy and have, and have that description, um, they might feel heavy. They might feel the unhealthiest that they've ever felt. Um, they weren't trained right. They, they were battling some physical immune things. 
instead I was I was so high on life and I was feeling so good that I literally was was opened up to you are running into your life right now charge the universe loves speed go and I did as hard as I could all the way to the finish line to be, to meet my son to cross the finish line I charged at one of the most healthiest and lightest that I've ever, ever, ever been in my whole life. I felt alive, I felt awake, I felt conscious, I felt attentive. And not only did I feel that during my race, but I felt that during my training sessions with, with my coach and the team. So to to really dig down and find this energy and have this have this um, lineup of comparison where where I once was and to where I'm going it was profound and that's what sports does for me it's not just the race and and what what mile marker are you at and what pace are you at I was I was indulging in all of that and thank goodness for Sarah Voss like she was my pace setter um, and she was my amazing team teammate that pushed me all the way to the finish line but for me, walking through life just to walk through life isn't enough. Understanding exactly where you are, where your feet are, why you're there, is the universe speaking to you? Are you being aware of all these things is, 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 part, of the, is part of the success. It's part of the outcome. And there's nothing more that, that I could have felt at that very moment and um, I just rejoiced in it and I and I was I felt overwhelmed and I felt abundant love for this new found of self-esteem. So as I'm running, I, I caught myself right um, going into the finish line saying, Cam, you love yourself. You respect yourself and you trust yourself today. Today's the day that your self-esteem is shining. And you're running in to life right now. I love that that happened to me because that's what my heart was desiring. I've always been built with this athleticism. I've always been built with my qualities and my abilities. Like I've worked for them, don't get me wrong, but it was built inside of me and my confidence was not was not stripped from me. I was I was I was hurting and and held captive in a space where my self-esteem was so low my value was low my self-worth was low my appreciation um, was low and this was full-fledged a different look on life and and that excited me and I felt it in my run so when I crossed that finish line holding my son's hand he was um, pretty much dragged along the way, um, but um, I, I, I couldn't help but just tears rolling down my face, understanding that the energy is contagious when you give that to yourself. It always, it doesn't always have to be contagious because you give it to someone else. It's, it can be inspiring within yourself to know that you are performing, you have committed, you are now going to step up and use these tools. You're going to sacrifice, okay, but, but, but you're going to do it because it's what your intuition, it's what your gut is yearning for and has yearned for for too long and you got to make a stand. So I got to share with you this little quote as I cross this finish line. 
and I wrote a post on it on my on my Instagram about what this looked like for me and you can look at that if you want but my coach writes on there thanks for the cool shout out anything worth doing is worth doing good but it all starts with pulling the trigger so to speak it's called commitment that is perplexing to a lot of people other words commitment is when the original hoopla of enthusiasm and excitement become real Unfortunately, too often, many people need every convenient star to line up before the commitment. So they have to have timing, the money, they have to be in shape, they're too busy, whatever. Newsflash, it doesn't work that way. Commit first, then practice, then train your butt off. The chips will fall where they fall and embrace the experience. I'm lucky to have such a great crew that did exactly that. Can't wait to do this again next year. Every single one of us has signed up for next year and we committed already. Even though we might have stuff going on, um, we, we make it a priority, right? Even though it seems so far away, I'll sign up later. It, it's about doing it now and making that commitment now. The things that you want, the things that are desired in your heart, the deep gut, the deep voice, the light voice, the whisper is what is telling you what to do. And we so often just let it go and let it go and then here it is and that's why project c is such a thing you know because these people commit and then the then the bystanders watch and they have that desire to do it or another you know something else in their life that's it's the same concept but you watch it and and the follow-through is there from 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 the people that actually committed to take the chance to make the choice to be the change that they want and then before you know it the race is over or the 16 week transformation is over or the job competition is over or whatever. And you wish at that point, it's just the thought of, I wish I signed up. I wish I did that. I wish I followed through. So that's what, that's what the race can mean to you. As long as you're willing to commit and not succumb to the excuses that every single one of us has. We all have a busy life. Are you kidding me? This life is, um, needs more time. Every single one of us says that. I wish there was more time. But instead of wishing for anything, just make yourself a priority into building this new rapport with self. I enjoyed it at the end of, of running. I'm actually sad that I'm not running today. We usually run every Sunday um, and, and and meet as a team. But but that that's now said and done. And next this weekend, we're, we're going into our Spartan race. So um, in lieu of all of our training, we now get this amazing condition to go into our Spartan race and it, it's going to streamline from here. And, and on top of that, this half marathon, the big, big challenge that we all set our foot in has set the tone for the rest of the year. What a phenomenal and what a beautiful thing to say that you can set the tone at the beginning of the year to give yourself headway to keep moving forward. It's February right now, and a lot of people are taking, taking the New Year's resolutions and the new goals and the timeline and everything else um, out the door. It's, it's almost like it's, it doesn't even exist right now because January's over. And I just want to remind you that everything that you thought of and you were so eager and you were so excited about and so curious about um, participating in, in, in January 2020, do yourself a favor and do not let that go. Do yourself a favor and get your get your journal out right now for action of the week. 
please get your journal out for the new subscribers. Um, we have a journal in Project You, and that journal is to 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 write down your deep thoughts. You don't have to share this and show this to anyone, but if you do, share it with yourself every single day on the things that you desire. And right now, I'd love for you to write down three things that you were so passionate about even a month ago that has already gone to the wayside. Your desires of the heart are part of your purpose. They're part of your reason here being on earth. So even if that's going down to the homeless shelter and and giving five lunches to to whomever that touches your heart or to go down to the hospital and volunteer time or to take your kids to school three times a week and, and, and on the bus two times a week, whatever it is that you want and that you needed really to, to, to feel more full in 2020, write them down. Three things that you want to engage with and in and participate and commit to. The big word here is commitment. Commit now to be your best. Commit now to set the tone. And commit now to find yourself in communication with self to find compassion to find energy, to find harmony, to find stability. You deserve this in your life. And I hope that you have an amazing day. And thank you so much for joining in and, and spending this time with me. I hope that your race and that your life is, is, is challenging and that you're stepping up to the plate every single day to commit to your truth. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus.